to Squared Sports Lane Frank Podcast. I'm Lucas Podcast Lane Frank, and I'm not going to lie, we got an action-packed episode in this one. Lincoln Riley left for USC, Brian Kelly left for Notre Dame. This is the conference championship week in college football. MLB free agency is going crazy right now. So is college football, uh, coaching free agency pretty much. NFL week was great and so much more. Stay tuned. Squared Sports Lane Frank, episode 59. Let's hop into it. Start with episode 59, how we always do with the headlines in the NBA. There's a lot to talk about in the NBA right now. Lakers, everybody, they're 11 and 11. That is not a championship point to you. You know, you say going into the season, you have LeBron James, you have Russell Westbrook, you have Anthony Davis, all three players that have been MVP candidates in the career. Two of them have won MVPs, LeBron and Russell Westbrook, and then Anthony Davis was an MVP candidate in 2018. They are 11 and 11 right now. That, 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 that is impossible to fight. This is a really rough team. I think they're going to get rid of Westbrook by the trade deadline. They're going to get some of them. I mean, that, they would have been better off with that Buddy Heald deal. They would have. I mean, because remember, it was all talk Kuzma for Buddy Heald. Yeah, Kentavious Cole, Pope, all that. No, no, no. They decided to get Russell Westbrook, and everyone's like, oh, we got the Lakers all. It's going to be fun again this year. No, no, no. You can argue this is worse. This team is worse than that 2018 Cavs team. Because that 2018 Cavs team, they had some good players. They had Kevin Love. They had Jordan Clarkson. They had Ronnie Hood. They had Larry Nance Jr. And LeBron brought them to the finals. I don't think LeBron can bring this team to the finals. He didn't bring last year's Lakers team to the finals. This is the West. This isn't the lousy East like it was in 2018. LeBron's Cavs. This Lakers team's struggling a lot right now. A lot. I'm going to move into another topic in the NBA right now. The Portland Trailblazers, everybody, they're, ten, they're even worse than the Lakers. They're 10 and 11. Now, I'm not saying Damon Lillard's the Lakers, but there's a real possibility Damon Lillard's out of this team by the trade deadline, and he's not going to be on this team next year. That's a given. He doesn't like Chauncey Billups' play style. I mean, 10-11. The Blazers are right now. Damon Lillard's not having his best season. You can blame it on the basketball. You can blame it on anything else. But you can flat out say it. It's Portland. That's why. Okay, you probably want to have Portland because you can't track any stars Portland. He tried to get Draymond Green. He was actively recruiting during the Olympics, trying to get guys to Portland. But Draymond Green, he's not leaving Gold State where they have the best record in the NBA right now. You know, he, Damon Lillard from Oakland. Why wouldn't he want to go to the Warps? Why wouldn't he want to go to the New York Knicks? Why wouldn't he want to go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Why wouldn't he want to go to the Los Angeles Lakers? That's the question today. I think Damon Lillard gets out of his team. Portland, you really messed this whole situation up. And now Damon Lillard's trade value maybe gone down a little bit. He's getting older by the day, pretty much. Okay, Damon Lillard, a lot of stuff going on in the NBA right now. That's about for the NBA headlines. Let's talk about the NFL, where we had an action-packed week. Starting off with Thanksgiving football. The Cowboys, what a game that was, okay? First off, state, Tony Pollard had a kicker turn touchdown. Dak Prescott played pretty well. Defense wasn't that great, and that's why they lost that game. Okay, it was the P.I. penalty at then. The just Raiders defense showed up. Raiders offense showed up. Derek Carr played pretty well in that game. Getting a win, a much-needed win for that team. To keep their playoff hopes alive, what a win that was by the Las Vegas Raiders. What's your takeaway from that game? Is it more on the Cowboys losing, or is it more on the Raiders winning? Leave your answer in the comments section. I think it's more on the Cowboys losing that one. They let that one slip, in my opinion. They did. That's my take on the Cowboys-Raiders game. But... The Rams, everybody, they go into the frozen tundra. And I think I picked the Rams last week. I'm saying Rams from Stamps. And then Matthew Safford throws his third straight pick six. I mean, third game with a pick six. That's horrible. You can argue that's worse than Jared Goff. Matthew Stafford probably has been worse than Jared Goff. You can say, oh, maybe people just found out Sean McVay's system. No. Truth is, Matthew Stafford likes to throw the ball. You can always say, oh, it was always the receivers in Detroit. It was always he didn't have enough protection everything like that. No. He's one of the best offensive line in the NFL right now. He has probably the best receiving core in the NFL right now, you could argue. Yeah, Odell Beckham Jr., Cooper Cup, could win like MVP, so you never know. But a lot of stuff going on with the Rams right now. Eight and four. I know that's a good record, but there's a realistic chance they miss the playoffs this year. There he is. Here's another team who could definitely miss the playoffs this year. It's the New Orleans Saints, everybody. New Orleans Saints could 
easily miss playoffs this year. This team is below 500. I got a segment coming up later about where I think Sean, Sean Payton, maybe his next move might be, college football, NFL, whatever it might be. This team seems struggling right now. Then they made the move this week to make Taysom Hill sorry, but I mean, this is a horrible decision from the start. Why start Trevor Simeon when you had Taysom Hill last year's starting quarterback and you want to ever get him but one? Be you say, hey, hey, let's start Trevor Simeon instead, who has never had a winning record in his NFL career, who isn't a good quarterback, has never shown to be a good NFL quarterback. I don't even know why he's even a backup quarterback in the NFL right now. He's not a good quarterback right now, Trevor Simeon. Jacob Eason, I would take over my starting quarterback over Trevor Simeon. I love Jacob Eason. I always talk about Jacob Eason on the show and remember the Colts uh, training camp talks, everything like that. But... You know, this Saints team struggling a lot right now. Five and six got blown out. You could say, oh, if Sean Payton's going to get his guys right. Yeah, but Taysom Mill's going to be the starting quarterback of this team. You're not going to win that division. The Panthers are struggling, so you're probably going to come in second now. But Falcons creeping up there in that division. Buccaneers obviously going to run away with it. A lot of stuff going on in that New Orleans Saints uh, franchise right now. In that locker room. Leave your answer in the comment section. What do you think? New Orleans Saints' final record in the NFL will be. Do you think they make the playoffs? Do you think someone else? I'm thinking they're bringing Phillip Rivers, whatever it might be. Leave your answer in the comment section. Who will be the Saints starting quarterback next year? Leave your answer in the comment section. Cam Newton, everybody, he's not back. Okay, I said last offseason, everybody, Cam Newton's posted hype videos. Everyone's like, oh, Cam Newton's back, Cam Newton's back. He's going to be great for the Patriots this year. And then gets a couple of the Patriots. And I told everybody in March, don't buy into Cam Newton. Don't buy into Cam Newton. And I said, I'm not buying into Cam Newton. I'm not doing it anymore. So, gets signed by the Panthers, has two touchdowns in that game. And I bond to Cam Newton. I flat out bond to Cam Newton. And I, I mean, Cam Newton. Looked like the worst quarterback in the NFL last week. He looked worse than Trevor Simeon did. He was 5 of 21. Two interceptions. Did he even have 100 passing yards? I don't, I don't think so. Looked horrible on the ground. Cam Newton, you're not going to be a starting quarterback this team next year. You are not a top 32 quarterback in the NFL. I would take Jake Beeson over you. I would take Mitchell Trubisky over you. I would take Matt Barkley over you, Cam Newton. I would. Cam Newton, not looking like a good quarterback in the NFL right now. Looking like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. Maybe it's Matt Rule's system. Maybe it's something else. But this Panthers thing team got a lot to figure out. Chris, Christian McCaffrey's going to be out for the rest of the season. That's a big breaker for that team. This team is not making the playoffs. I'll take Sam Darnold over Cam Newton. I'll take P.J. Walker over Cam Newton. And that's saying a lot right there. P.J. Walker's not a good NFL quarterback at all. Cam Newton looked horrible last week. Looked flat horrible. Don't ever buy into the Cam Newton hype again. I'm not. I said it last season. Last offseason. I wasn't going to ever buy into again. I bought into again. But I'm done with Cam Newton. You're done. Cam Newton will never, ever be. I mean, I don't think he should ever, ever be a starting quarterback in this NFL, in the NFL again. He doesn't have it. He's, I mean, just, we all buy into his hype. He has one good game, and that's it. Cam Newton is not back, everybody, and that has shown. The Bengals, everybody, they are back, though. After a couple of back-to-back losses, Bengals, they beat the Raiders, and they got a great win this week over the Steelers. I said, it's going to be a close game. The Steelers are going to pull this one out. Mike Tomlin's going to win this game. No, no, no. They looked worse than they did in that first game against the Bengals because that first game against the Bengals this season, earlier in the season, Steelers got blown out. They got demolished this one. They didn't just get blown. They got crushed. They got their soul crushed in that game. The Steelers team doesn't have an identity right now. They really don't. They can't run the ball with Nachi Harris. They definitely can't throw the ball. Ben Roethlisberger. And they can't play defense. No matter what, they can't play defense. The Steelers team got a lot of stuff to figure out. Pittsburgh Steelers. But a lot of stuff going on there. But let's go over to a division rival, the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, Lamar Jackson threw four interceptions. This team's good enough to where if Lamar Jackson throws four interceptions... This team can pick it back up. You can, there's all those memes. Oh, Mark Andrews down there somewhere. But Mark Andrews looking like one of the best tight ends in the NFL. Mark Jackson looked like one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, despite the four interception game. Because Mark Jackson one of the very few NFL quarterbacks who can throw four interceptions in the NFL game. Still win that game. I know it's against the Cleveland Browns. We're atrocious right now, Cleveland Browns. We're going to have a Browns segment coming up here in a couple minutes about how my take on the Browns is right. They're not a playoff team. But we're going to have that coming up later. But Cleveland Browns, 
not looking great. Baltimore Ravens got a great win on Sunday Night Football. Let's move to our last team talk about here in the headlines. The Seattle Seahawks are by... They're, I mean, this is officially a bad bottom 10 football team. Pete Carroll's not only a great coach. He's going to be the last year ever as an NFL head coach. I mean, good. As a head coach in football. Russell Wilson... He's not cooking. He doesn't have anything. He's going to be a New York Giant quarterback next year. He's going to be a quarterback of a new team next year. There's a lot of teams that need a quarterback next year. Russell Wilson's going to be the quarterback of one of them. I can believe that. No debate about But the Seahawks team's struggling right now. It might have been on Russell Wilson that loss. It might have been. There's a lot of stuff going on in that locker room with the Seattle Seahawks that we don't know about. But Seattle Seahawks struggling a lot right now. I want to move to the MLB. We haven't done a lot of MLB on this show the past couple months, but there's a lot going on in MLB right now. MLB free agency has picked up. I want to start out with Javier Baez leaving the New York Mets to go to the Detroit Tigers. You know, it hurts me, but you think about it. Eduardo Escobar, Starling Marte, Mark Canna, Mark Sch- Max Scherzer. I would take all of those guys over Javier Baez. I know they don't play the same position. I know Max Scherzer's pitcher and all that, but I would sacrifice Javier Baez for Eduardo Escobar. Look at the stats. Yeah, Javier Baez makes the flashy plays every once in a while, but then he gets a crazy error. Yeah, I'd probably rather have Eduardo Escobar right now over Javier Baez. Eduardo Escobar might actually be a better player than Javier Baez. Just because Javier Baez hits a home run every 10 at-bats and he strikes out the other nine, doesn't mean he's a better player than Eduardo Escobar. Eduardo Escobar gets on base. He was an all-star last year. Javier Baez was not an all-star last year. Javier Baez is a two-time all-star. That's not that impressive, in my opinion. That's not superstar level yet. It isn't. Eduardo Escobar signed with the New York Mets. So with Max Scherzer, we got a great Dino come up here. Comments about Max Scherzer and his enormous contract. I'm so happy that the Mets got Max Scherzer. Is this the best rotation in baseball? I know you lost Noah Syndergaard, and I was really upset about losing Noah Syndergaard. But then I found out, we're getting Max Scherzer. Oh, boy, that's amazing. Okay, I know Max Scherzer wasn't going to get traded to the Mets last offseason in, in the, at the trade deadline, and I was happy with that because we didn't have to give up anything. Now we get Max Scherzer. Okay, we didn't have to give up any prospects. We didn't have to give up anything. And you might not even resign last year. We didn't even make the playoffs last year. New York Mets. I'm very happy that my New York Mets were able to secure Max Scherzer. Maybe the best free agency transaction so far. But Texas Rangers, everybody, they're making moves. This team's going to get 20 wins more next year, and that's being conservative right there. You get Marcus Simeon, the best second baseman in baseball. You get Corey Seager, maybe the best shortstop in baseball in one day. That's amazing. You got them both locked up for the next, like, 20 years, pretty much. And just, of course, your next 10 years, Marcus Simeon, 10 years, everything like that. Just amazing stuff going on right now with that Texas Rangers franchise. Uh, Kevin Gosman going over uh, to the Toronto Blue Jays. Robbie Ray, Cy Young winner this year, going over to the Seattle Mariners. I really don't love that deal, actually. I think Robbie Ray, I think he's, he's going to have a good year next year. But after that, Robbie Ray's in the decline after that, everybody. This is a five-year, $100 million deal. I know the Mariners, not really a team to ever make moves. They're making moves right now. Tampa Bay Rays never really a team to make moves, but they secured Wander Franco, the franchise piece in the next couple years. We're fine, that is. I mean, you're not going to ever lose Wander Franco now, probably, because, you know, people say, oh, Wander Franco hits for agency. He's going to be one of the biggest free agents of all time, everything like that. And what Tampa Bay Rays aren't going to secure him. Somebody's going to offer him $500 million, $300 million, $400 million, something like that. But no, Wander Franco staying Tampa Bay Rays. A lot of stuff going on in the MLB right now. That's about it for the headlines this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, scored sports, NFL again, but let's start with Cowboys Saints Thursday night football. I know I just ranted on the Cowboys and the Saints in the last second, but I'm taking the Saints in this one. I'm trusting Taysom Mill. I'm trusting Sean Payton. I'm trusting Alvin Kamara to play in this game. If Alvin Kamara doesn't play in this game, I'm taking the Cowboys to win this one, but I do think Alvin Kamara plays in this game. Give me the Saints on thir- Thursday night football over Dallas Cowboys. Chargers Bengals there, but it's going to be a fun one. We got Burrow versus Herb, the two best quarterbacks in last year's NFL draft. I guess something coming up here about that. That's going to be a fun matchup. But 
Give me the Bengals in this one. Chargers, when the Chargers get a big one, everybody. They get a big one. They get a big one like over the Steelers. See, they get a big win over these teams, over the Chiefs. Then the next week, they come out and they just lay dog. They do terrible next week. And that's what happened. They lost against the Broncos. I expect them to lose again this week. Bengals on fire right now after a great win against the Raiders. Great win against the Steelers this week. Give me the Bengals this one over the Chargers. Now, Washington football team versus the Raiders, everybody. Okay, Washington's on a roll right now. So is the Raiders. Give me the Raiders in this one by a field goal. Very, very close. Raiders offense starting to click a little bit here now. Give me the Raiders in this one over Washington. Ravens, Steelers, everybody. Give me the Ravens by 100 if I could. I know it's not going to happen, but give me Ravens 35 to 7, whatever it might be. Ravens are, I mean, last year at this time, I was saying Steelers by 100 over the Cowboys. Now it's Ravens, I mean, by a lot over the Steelers. Steelers were really good last year. Started out the season 11 0. Now, 5 5 and 1. Not doing great. It's Pittsburgh Steelers right now. Give me the Ravens this one. Oh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Broncos, Chiefs, sorry, but it's going to be a defensive battle. And I like what the Chiefs have been doing with Patrick Mahomes these past couple weeks. They're not relying on, he's not throwing 400, 300 yards a game. Not, he's throwing five touchdowns a game, but they need to. He can't. But I think in this one, he throws like 191 yards, something simple, one touchdown, one interception, whatever it might be. Give me the Chiefs in this one, maybe in a defense battle. 17-14, give me the Kansas State Chiefs. Oh, that for Broncos. Last game here, Monday Night Football. We love the Patriots. We love to talk about the Patriots. Oh, what a win that was last week against the uh, Tennessee Titans. And I love this defense of the Patriots, and I love Bill Belichick, and I love Mac Jones. But I'm taking the Bills in this one. All Monday Night Football in Buffalo. Over the New England Patriots. That's by for Squared Sports Link Frank NFL Game Day. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Let's get that perfect record this week. Now, top five, everybody. We got the coaching carousel going on in college football right now. So let's wreck the top five coaches in college football right now. This isn't off of this season, because if it was off this season, Mel Tucker would be out there. Dave Aranda would be up there. Dabas Winnie wouldn't even be in like the top ten. This is the top five coaches in college football for, oh, I mean, just current college football coaches right now. Let's hop into it. Number five, Kirby Smart. You can say, whoa, 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 Kirby Smart is the number one team in the country. He's been to the playoff before. He's been to the playoff when Jim Harbaugh, a bunch of these guys. Yeah, Kirby Smart's a good recruiter. He's a good coach. But, I mean, let me rephrase that. He's a great recruiter. He's a good coach. He surrounds himself with great coaches. He surrounds himself with great coaches, like Todd Monk and a bunch of these guys, these great defense coordinators. Kirby Smart, past couple of years, has been ridiculed for his clock manager, for his play calling, everything like that. Kirby Smart is still one of the top coaches in college football, but not top three, not top four. Kirby Smart, fifth best coach in college football. Number four, we just saw this man move to USC out of Oklahoma. He's been to the playoff many times before. It's Lincoln Riley, everybody. One of the best offensive minds in football, maybe in college football history. Lincoln Riley, one of the most innovative play callers in college football history, one of the best coaches in college football right now. Fourth best coach in college football right now, Lincoln Rally. Number three, you can call me biased. Say whatever you want. It's Jim Harbaugh. I'm not talking about Jim Harbaugh from 2020, from 2019. I'm talking about the Jim Harbaugh right now. Jim Harbaugh right now. Look like a top three coach in college football. Number three, Jim Harbaugh. Gets his first win over Ohio State this week, uh, last week. That was just a monumental moment for his coaching career. He's been a great coach in college football for a long time, Jim Harbaugh. Well, it was at Stanford. It was at San Diego. Jim Harbaugh at Michigan. Is a top three coach in college football. You can bait me on it. He's a great recruiter. He's a great play caller. He surrounds himself with great coaches, even though he already is a great coach. You can say he's a biased pick and pull out. Everything like that. Jim Harbaugh, third best coach in college football. Number two, Davos winning everybody. Now you know who number one is. You probably knew who number one is off the bat. It's Nick Saban. I'm going to say it right there. But Davos winning, one of the best coaches in college football, has been three four national championships at Clemson. Has won two of them. Just a great coach. Dabba Swinney, second best coach in college football right now. Dabba Swinney. Number one, I already said it, Nick Saban. Whether it's at LSU, 
where it's at Alabama. He's won national championships where it seems like everywhere. He was great at Michigan State. He won a national championship at LSU. He won millions of national championships at Alabama. And like Saban, he's just an amazing coach. Number one coach in all of college football. You could argue college football history. Football history. Nick Saban, number one. Number one coach in college football right now. Maybe all time. Nick Saban. No bit about That's about from my top five coaches in college football. Leave your thoughts in the comments section. You could say, how's Ryan Day not on this list? How's this coach not on this list? How's Jim Harbaugh so high? Why is Kirby Smart so low? Leave all your thoughts in the comments section. That's about from top five this week. Now, I didn't know about this week's Dino. It's a good one. I already sneak peeked a little bit about Max Scherzer. Dino, Max Scherzer's salary for the New York Mets, $43 million over three years. She tells us that's like $130 million. $43 million a year is higher than three MLB teams' annual payroll. That's paying every player, every player in the organization, every player and everything like that. Some teams don't even have to $43 million. Max Scherzer has a higher payroll than three MLB teams. Just wild to think about that in sports. I mean, every NBA team, same thing. NFL team, same thing. They all have a salary cap. NHL, same thing. MLB does not have a salary cap. New York Yankees can go out and get whoever they want. Mets can go out and get whoever they want. You didn't think Texas Rangers could, but they did. Rays can't go out whoever. Rays can't go out and get whoever they want. Pit, Pittsburgh Pirates cannot go out and get whoever they want. Bunch of other teams cannot go out and get whoever they want. Brewers can't go out and get whoever they want. They already got their guy, Christian Yelich, and that's pretty much all they got right now. Didn't know that? Leave that in the comment section. That's Barf Didn't Know this week. I hate to brag on fight, but remember a couple of weeks ago when I said, hey, this Cleveland Browns team, they're not making the playoffs this year. And everybody's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This team's five and three. This team's a good team. They're a good team, everything like that. No, 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 no. This Browns team is not making the playoffs. I said a couple weeks ago, I'm sticking with it right now. My Browns take was great. The Browns are not making the playoffs this year. You can leave your answer in the comment section. Do you think the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs this year? My opinion, they won't. And I called it a couple weeks ago. Leave your answer in the comment section. Do you think the Browns will make the playoffs? My answer right now is flat out. No, sorry, Baker Mayfield. Sorry, Kevin Stefanski. One coach of the year last year. Probably didn't deserve it over on Vera, but that's about my Brown Spotlight this week. Brian Kelly, everybody, he's a joke. This is a joke of a move for Brian Kelly going to LSU because the way Brian Kelly recruits, he recruits players who want to go now he's going to have to recruit players who want to go to LSU. He's going to be to recruiting in, Al- in Alabama. All these other great schools, Georgia, Florida is coming up. Billy Napier. This is a joke of a move for Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly doesn't fit the bayou. If I'm a recruit in LSU and in Louisiana, I'm not saying, Brian, Brian Kelly, I don't, don't want to go play for this guy. I don't want to go play for LSU. I'm going to go to Alabama. I'm going to go play against Brian Kelly every year. I'm going to go to Florida. I'm going to go to Georgia where I can win a national championship. I'm going to go to USC with Lincoln Rally. I'm going to go anywhere I want. This is a joke of move for Brian Kelly. But I want to throw one name right there who can be the next Notre Dame head coach. It's Sean Payton. You can say, whoa, 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 why would Sean Payton ever leave the New Orleans Saints? He doesn't have a franchise quarterback. He doesn't have a franchise cornerstone wide receiver. Michael Thomas. That guy's done. He has Alan Kamara, and that's about it. His defense isn't that great. He doesn't have a franchise quarterback. He can be out of the way in three years, Sean Payton. So take the Notre Dame job now. I've heard rumors he may like Notre Dame. He's all this stuff and that. I know he probably doesn't want to take a college job, but... This could be the best decision for Sean Payne right now. Take the Notre Dame job. I know it's wild to say here, but that could be a crazy candidate for this job. Sean Payne to Notre Dame could definitely happen. Could 
definitely happen. That's my theory right now. If I'm Nerd MAD, I don't know his name, but I'm just calling up Sean Payton right now. I'm calling him to say I'm saying, Sean Payton, come to Nerd Come win a national championship. Come win all this. The more point of this is, Brian Kelly, horrible move in my opinion. Horrible move. You can convince me on everything. Oh, he wants to win a national championship. He got agreed. He got everything like that. That's his choice. Brian Kelly, just I'm not an elite coach in college football, in my opinion. This isn't an elite move. This isn't a good move for Brian Kelly in LSU, in my opinion. That's about my Brian Kelly take. Brian Kelly bouncing out of Notre Dame, going to the Bayou. That's my take on Brian Kelly. Lincoln Rally here by another hand. I just ranted on Brian Kelly. The Lincoln Rally. This is a terrific move for uh, Lincoln Rally. This is a terrific move. Okay, he's going from Oklahoma, a small town in Oklahoma. He'd rather be in Norman, Oklahoma. You know, I'm not hating Norman, Oklahoma here, but he'd rather be in Norman, Oklahoma, Los Angeles, where you're recruiting. I mean, Brian, uh, Lincoln Rally, he really only recruits players from LA. And it's tougher to recruit them because now you got USC coming up and everything like that. But what if he goes to USC, which he already did? He's going to USC now, where he can recruit those players so easily now. He got Malachi, uh, Malachi Nelson already committed to, he had Malachi Nelson committed to Oklahoma's number one quarterback recruit in the 2023 uh, class. Now he's gone flipped to USC because he's from LA. He's gone to all these guys. Every single Oklahoma commit seems like he's committed in the, uh, decommitted in the past 48 hours. And they're all going to go to USC. Brandon Innes, number one receiver in the 2023 class. He's probably going to end up at USC. All these athletes, all these players are going to end up at USC, in my opinion. This is a great move. For the Lincoln Rally. Now, in Oklahoma's hands, I want to bring up one thing right here. You're not getting Mark Stoops because he just signed like an eight-year extension with Kentucky. I don't think Bob Stoops is a great permanent move. You know, they're, everyone's saying they're thinking about Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff Kingsbury, a reporter asked him, hey, Cliff, what about the Oklahoma job? And Cliff Kingsbury's like, I- I'm not talking about that right now. If I'm, Cl- I'm not, if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, if I'm the Arizona Colonels, I want to hear a snap at the reporter, yell at the reporter and say, no, 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 I'm not going to Oklahoma. Why would I ever leave? Why would I ever go to Oklahoma? If Cliff, if Cliff Kingsbury went to Oklahoma, that would be one of the worst moves possible. Okay, let me let me say why we're right here. He's been head coach before at Texas Tech. Did not do well. Wasn't good in recruiting. Wasn't good in anything like that. Why would you leave Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins, a Super Bowl contender, for a rebuild at Oklahoma? That's just a bad move. Cliff Kingsbury not going to go to Oklahoma. Looks like they're going to hire Brent Venables, which is a good move in my opinion, but... Oklahoma fans, you got to be ready. Brad Venables is going to bring that defense. We're not going to get that high-powered offense anymore with Brad Venables at the helm. A lot of stuff going on with Oklahoma right now. A lot of stuff going on with Lincoln Rally. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. That's about for my Lincoln Rally take. That's about for my Oklahoma take. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, I want to start a college ball showcase right here with saying this right here. My Michigan Wolverines did it. We beat Ohio State. We beat them 42-27. We demolished them. We destroyed them. We beat them on the ground. We beat them through there. We beat them on defense. We beat them on special teams. We beat them in everything. It was amazing to see my Michigan Wolverines beat the Ohio State ball guys. It was great to see Billy Napier get hired by Florida. Let's hop into our top 25 teams in college ball right now. Let's go 25-21. 25, Texas A&M. 24, Arkansas, 23, North Carolina State, 22, Louisiana, 21, 
Houston, everybody. Let's break it down. Houston got a great matchup this week in the AAC championship game against Cincinnati. If they can pull that off, that's, they're probably in the near six bowl, whatever it might be. Houston looking pretty good right now. Louisiana looking pretty good. Even though they lost uh, Billy Napier, he's probably not. I think he's going to coach their conference championship game, not their bowl game, which obviously a smart decision. You got signed day coming up a couple weeks with Florida. But Louisiana... You know, not going to be that great in the next couple of years. Maybe higher at Orchard. Maybe higher. Notre Dame's off, offense coordinator, Reese, whatever, or Marcus, uh, Marcus Freeman, defense coordinator. You can hire offense coordinator from Notre Dame, defense coordinator from Notre Dame. Heard a lot of things about those two guys. But Louisiana looking pretty good right now. Texas a um, rough loss to LSU last week. Arkansas, a good one against Missouri last week. Let's go 20 to 16 right here. But 20, Clemson. 19, Pitt. 18, Utah. Or 17, Kentucky. Or 16, San Diego State. By San Diego State, Brady Hoke, I thought he could be a contender for the Oklahoma job, old Michigan coach, but he wasn't. It's going to be Brad Venables, probably. Number 17, I got Kentucky. Kentucky's a 9 and 3 team. If you're 9 and 3 in the SEC, that shows a lot. You got losses to Tennessee, Georgia, and I'm forgetting the last team, but just a lot of good, uh, great season for Kentucky. Maybe the best season under Mark Stoops. That 2018 season was pretty good. Citrus Bowl win, everything like that. I know they just signed up Mark Stoops for another eight years, which is a great decision. Yeah, Will Levis coming back next year. Will Levis is a great quarterback. It's a great move. For Kentucky, let's go 15 to 11 right here. Number 15, Iowa. 14, Wake Forest. 13, BYU. 12, Oklahoma. And number 11, Michigan State. By Michigan State, got a great win over Penn State. We got a great season. 10 and 2. I'm giving them their respect. Michigan State, number 11 right now. We've a great win against Penn State. We're 11 team in the country. Michigan State, Oklahoma. Tough loss last week to Oklahoma State. BYU moving up 13 after a great pullout win against USC last week. That was a great one for them. Let's go 10 to 6 right here. Number 10. Baylor, number nine, Ohio State, number eight, Oregon, number seven, Ole Miss, everybody. I know we got our top six coming up here in a couple minutes, but Ole Miss, the best two-loss team in the country right now. They are Ole Miss, number seven, uh, Oregon go up to number eight. I'm putting them over Ohio State. You got the head-to-head. I'll put you over Ohio State. I'm valuing head-to-head a little bit on this episode. I do think Oregon might be the better team over Ohio State. They had great game plan against Ohio State. They did. They got a great matchup this week coming up against uh, Utah in that Pac-12 championship game, which we're going to pick here in a couple minutes. Let's go our top six teams in college football. Number six, Oklahoma State. Okay, Oklahoma State you could say, whoa, whoa, whoa. Why are they number six? Why aren't they number five? Why aren't they number four? Let me say it right here. Oklahoma State, you win your Big 12 championship next week. I'm putting you above Notre Dame. I am. But what I've seen right now, I'm taking Notre Dame over Oklahoma State. Say you have Brian Kelly. It's how much I know it's not going to happen. But just a lot of stuff going on in Notre Dame right now. They're number five. But Oklahoma State, six team in the country right now. Oklahoma State, number five. I just said it. Notre Dame. Notre Dame, a really, really good team. Without Brian Kelly, with Brian Kelly, I'm putting them in number five. But say Oklahoma State wins their conference championship. Say Cincinnati wins their uh, conference championship. I think Notre Dame falls out of this top five, falls out of this top six, maybe even. Notre Dame, number five. Fifth best team in college football, Notre Dame. Number four, Cincinnati, everybody. I'm putting Cincinnati in my top four again. I know I, uh, yeah, I had him in a couple of weeks. I've been high on Cincinnati the whole entire season. After week one. I had Cincinnati as the fourth best team in college football. I had them riding at number two for a while. And then I moved them down to five, moved them down to six a couple times. And now I'm moving them back up to four. It's been just a ride with Cincinnati. My rankings this year. But Cincinnati, fourth best team in college football. Got a great game this week. Coming up against a ranked matchup with Houston, which could help them in their college football playoff uh, hopes, whatever it might be. Cincinnati, four, number three, Alabama. Roll tide, everybody. Got a really ugly win against Auburn. Auburn had six wins on the year. You had to come back in the final seconds. You got a tr- quadruple overtime with Auburn. Auburn with TJ Finley hurt. Back of quarterback hurt. Six and six team in Auburn. And you win by two points. You're down by seven in the final seconds of that game. Yeah, the committee's going to look at that. I'm looking at that. And I'm playing Alabama at number three. Number two, my Michigan Wolverines. 
This is the second best team in the country. This team, my Michigan Wolverines, have a real chance to win the national championship this year. That's no joke. Jim Harbaugh, the third best coach in college football, should win coach of the year this year. I saw Mel Tucker won Big Ten coach of the year over Jim Harbaugh this week. But that's, that's ridiculous. Because Michigan State had a better year than Michigan did last year. Jim Harbaugh's improvement of this Michigan team has been phenomenal from last year to this year. Number two team in the country after the Ohio State game. That means something. To be the number two team in the country after the Ohio State game for Michigan. First time in my life I've been able to see that. Number two, Michigan. Number one, as you can all tell, it's Georgia. One team in the country, Georgia Bulldogs. No big bet. That's bad for my College Sports Showcase Top 25. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Leave your top 25 in the comment section. We got picks of the week coming up here in a second. Stay tuned. Now, College Football Showcase Games of the Week. It's Conference Championship Week, everybody. Let's all pin to it. Oregon, Utah, Pac-12 Championship. It's a neutral side game. I got Utah win this one close. I mean, you can't. You you beat Oregon two weeks ago, 38-7. to There's nothing to show me that Oregon's going to beat them this time. I mean, they could go. I think they're definitely going to come up closer. I think it's going to be 31-24, 31-27, 31-30, something like that. It's going to be a much closer game. But I don't think you win this one. Give me Utah winning. The Pac-12, three losses on the year. Great season for Utah. Probably going to make the Rose Bowl now. Utah, winning, making the Rose Bowl, winning the Pac-12. Now, Michigan, Iowa, the Big Ten championship game. It's at night. I got my Michigan Wolverines big, 45-10. to 10. Give me Michigan over the Iowa Hawkeyes. Baylor, Oklahoma State, the Big 12 championship. This could be the biggest conference championship of them all besides Georgia-Alabama. Could, definitely, because Baylor win. There's a lot of chaos that happens, and Baylor wins this game. Baylor might make the college football playoff, but Oklahoma State wins this game. They're probably into the college ball playoff because they might get in over Cincinnati. They might get in over a two-loss Alabama, which I think should happen. Oh, give me Baylor. I mean, Oklahoma State in the Sun, though. Very, very close. Oklahoma State, very, very close over Baylor. They played earlier in the year. Oklahoma State dominated them. I know it was a one-possession game, but Baylor didn't have the lead at all in that game. Oklahoma State dominated them. Give me Oklahoma State. Very, very close in this one. Let's go 17-14. Oklahoma State over Baylor. Houston-Cincinnati by the AAC championship game. Cincinnati, big. All right? I like this Houston team. I don't like him enough to beat Cincinnati. I don't like him enough to come close to Cincinnati. Give me Cincinnati 35 to 17 over Houston. Proven they are a top four team in college football. Whether in the college football playoff committee's eyes, they're a top four team. Whether they're not in my eyes, they are in my eyes. I think they do make the college football playoff. Give me Cincinnati in this one over Houston. Pitt, Wake, everybody. This is going to be a fun one. Um, doesn't have that many college ball playoff implications, but it does have a lot of New York Six Bowl implications on the line here. I'm going to take Wake in this one over Pitt. I know the two great quarterbacks uh, quarterbacks in this one, Sam Harmon and Kenny Pickett, but I do think this defense, Luigi Villan on uh, uh, Wake Forest, great player transfer from Michigan. Christian Turner, great running back for Wake Forest. I think Wake Forest pulls this one out very, very close over Pitt. I'm going to go high scoring in this one. Give me Wake Forest over Pitt. Kenny Pickett plays well. Maybe a costly interception later in the game. Give me Wake Forest in this one over Pitt. Now, the game of the year. I know I said Michigan and Ohio State was the game of the year, but Michigan dominated them never before that game. This is really the game of the year. We got one versus three. It's going to be a fun matchup. The biggest college football playoff implications game there could be is. I think it's going to be a fun one. I saw Bryce Young play pretty well last week on that last drive. I know he didn't play well in the first three quarters of that game, first three and a half quarters of that game, but Bryce Young showed up late in that fourth quarter, won that game for Alabama in overtime and everything like that. A lot of people are picking Georgia to blow out Alabama. And I probably was too, but I'm switching my mind here. I'm taking Georgia extremely close over Alabama. 31-28. Go Bulldogs over Georgia. Keep that number one seed in the college football playoff. Eliminating Alabama in college football playoff contention. I'm sorry, Bryce Young. I'm sorry, Nick Saban. I'm sorry, John Mechie. I'm sorry, Jameson Williams. You're not making the college football playoff this year. You are just not. Give me Georgia in this one over 
Alabama Crimson Tide. That's part of College Bar Showcase this week. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Now, at the buzzer, everybody. This week's at the buzzer. You know, it's a fall. Burrow versus Herbert, everybody. We got that matchup this week. We got the Bengals versus the Chargers. They had a week one last week, but that's Burrow's first game ever. Justin Herbert didn't even take a snap in that game. Okay, this can be a fun one. We've seen the first year and a half of these players' career. Who am I taking right now? If I had to take right now, for the next 20 years of my franchise, to be my starting quarterback, I would take Joe Burrow. I've said it for a long time, before the draft, after the draft, after last season, before this season, midway through this season, I'm taking Herbert the whole way. I'm so from my mind. It's Burrow. It's Joe Burrow. He's clutch. He's got ice in his veins. Joe Burrow. I'm taking him as my next quarterback for the next 15 years over Justin Herbert. Two elite quarterbacks. You'd be lucky to get any of them. Justin Herbert, an amazing quarterback. Joe Burrow, just a little bit better. Also amazing. Two great, fantastic quarterbacks. That's Bob for out the buzz this week. Leave thoughts in the comment section. Now, question day, everybody. This week's question day is, who won MLB free agency, everybody? Was it the Rangers? Was it the Mets? Was it somebody else? Definitely not the Yankees. Could be the Mariners. Could be the Blue Jays. Leave your answer in the comment section. Who won MLB free agency this year? Leave your answer in the comment section. That's about our question day this week. That's about for Squared Sports. Lane Frank, episode 59. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squared Sports Instagram at Squared Sports. Follow Squared Sports on Twitter at Squared Sports. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. For the best! Sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode number 60. Stay tuned.